Well, good morning. Um, Timothy and Shelley are passing out um, kind of a, a guide you can follow along. Um, there's some fill in the blanks. I'm going to um, go ahead and pray, and um, then we'll get started. Timothy, you can probably just set those on that stool and then come in if you want. Can everybody hear me okay? All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you uh, for this day. Lord, the day that you have made, may we rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for the opportunity to, to be here, to, um, to share um, things about you. Um, Lord, I ask for your blessings upon this time. Lord, help me to speak clearly and plainly. Um, help us to hear um, your truths in spite of... Um, how they may be spoken. May we give us discernment, Lord. Um, thank you, Father, for, um, for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. Today we're uh, going to begin our study of the attributes of God. Um, this is an introductory study or introductory lesson um, on the attributes of God from A.W. Tozier, volume one. There are two volumes of this. Um, I'm going to start with a little bit about A.W. Tozier. Um, he lived from 1897 to 1963, and he was born on a small farm in rural Pennsylvania. He came to Christ as a young man and began pastoral ministry at an early age. I think he was in his, still a teenager when he began his ministry. He had no college or seminary training, and he served in pastoral ministry for 44 years, and 31 of those years were at a congregation in Chicago. Besides being a pastor, he was also an author. Um, two of his most popular books were The Pursuit of God and Knowledge of the Holy. Um, both of those um, books, or both volumes of um, The Attributes of God are a combination of those two books. And they began as a series of taped messages or sermons, um, and the, um, the, the author of this book who put it together said it was easy to take his messages and put them into kind of a book format because of the way that he wrote his sermons. Um, they were more in a book format, so to speak, than um, maybe what we would typically be used to hearing. 
Um, each attribute of God that's discussed and presented in the book is, is done so in light of a believer's relationship with God. Um, so you might ask, why was Tozier drawn to preach on the attributes of God in the first place? Well, he was driven by a desire to know God in his fullness. And Tozier said, I want to love God more than anyone in my generation. But he didn't say that out of selfishness or um, arrogance, but out of an honest desire to enrich his relationship with the Lord. And this desire led Tozier to study God's attributes. So as we go through this study, um, two questions you can ask yourself, and they're on the hand out there with a couple of blanks. Um, how does my understanding of this particular attribute have implications for my relationship with God? How does my understanding of this particular attribute have implications for my relationship with God? And the second question, if I truly understand and believed in this attribute of God, how would it change the way that I live? So if I truly understood and believed in this attribute of God, how would it change the way that I live? I'm going to read from Jeremiah. Chapter 9. I'm actually going to read verse 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. So what does it mean to know and understand the Lord? To answer that question, what does understanding mean? Though so the definition of understanding that I 
got from the internet. The intended meaning of words, a language, or a speaker. And a second definition, interpret or view something in a particular way. So understanding is the intended meaning of words, a language, or a speaker. And a second definition, interpret or view something in a particular way. And then know, this one's a little bit longer. Um, facts, no means facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education, the theoretical or practical understanding of a subject. So I'll read that again. Facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education, the theoretical or practical understanding of a subject. And a second definition, awareness or familiarity gained by experience of a fact or situation. Guys, there's a handout there on the stool. Um, awareness or familiarity gained by experience of a fact or situation. So, what does it mean to understand and know the Lord? One of the things that kind of stood out to me on this no was both of those definitions talked about knowing by gaining or through experience. Um, and I think that's important that our experiences are important, but I think too we have to remember that our experiences may not always be. Um, I don't want to say true, but because they did happen, but one of the things that I remember from um, our time at the, at the Institute was that our experiences are the chains that bind us to our worldview. So we experienced it, and that's true to us, but that can bind us to that. It may not be an actual 
the way something is supposed to be, but we experienced that, and therefore it's very true to us. Um, does that make sense? I don't know that I explained that very well, but. Till you got here for that. Um, all right. In the book, the book that I have, it has a study guide, and there are some quotes here that I want to read these quotes. And as I read these, think about um, what's the relationship that Tozer's drawing between our concept of God and our Christian walk. Um, this first one is, <clears throat> Christianity at any given time is strong or weak depending upon her concept of God. And I insist upon this, and I have said it many times that the basic trouble with the church today is her unworthy conception of God. Um, this next quote, it is vitally important that we think soundly about God since he is the foundation of all our religious beliefs. It follows that if we err in our ideas of God, we will go astray on everything else. The hope of the church yet lies in the purity of her theology, that is, her beliefs about God and man and their relation to each other. That was from the set of the sail. Um, this next one is, worship, I say, rises or falls with our concept of God. That is why I do not believe in these half-converted cowboys who call God the man upstairs. I do not think they worship at all because, they're, because their concept of God is unworthy of God and unworthy of them. And if there is one terrible disease in the church of Christ... It is that we do not see God as great as he is. That's from Worship, the Missing Jewel. So what's the relationship that Tozier is trying to draw between our concept of God and our Christian walk? Yes, I would agree very well. Anybody else? Yeah. Because what we believe about God 
impacts our relationship with him. So if we believe God is big, then that's going to have an impact on how we, how we view him, how we interact with him. Um, if, we, if we believe he is, um, is worthy as he is, that will impact how we think about him and how we live our lives. Um, yes. Right. Yeah. So we must have a true and right understanding of who God is. Um, okay. Um, so what is an attribute? Character. Okay, so a, a character or characteristic could be one definition, um, character or quality of a person or thing. Anybody else? Something we ascribe to someone, okay. Is somebody over here? Yeah, and this second definition, I think, takes that just a little bit further than what you, uh, what you said. But it's a quality or feature regarded as a characteristic um, or inherent part of someone or something. So it's not, a, it's not something that is learned or imparted. It's, 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 it's part of who, it's part of the being of who who you are. So these characteristics of God are the being of who God is. Um, so what are the attributes of God and how many are there? You know, just think about that. We'll go through um, and I'll, I'll name some. But one of the interesting things that I found in preparing for this was I don't think there's agreement on the number of attributes of God. I've seen anywhere from three to 20. Um, some of them were like the nine attributes of God, the 15 attributes of God. Um, but for what the purposes of our study, Tozier in volume one, there are 10. And in volume two, there are 10. 
And these attributes are divided not equally, but there are two categories of the attributes. Um, well, let me back up. Got a little bit ahead of myself. So do the attributes of God apply to God only, or do they apply to us as well? So the two categories of the attributes are incommunicable, and that would be the attributes that apply only to God, and the list of those that I have um, is triune is the first one, one, O-N-E, then transcendent, infinite, eternal, creator, omnipresent, and immutable. And I would say there's agreement on the different attributes of who's saying them as to what's incommunicable and then communicable, which are the ones that we share with God. The communicable, communicable attributes we share with God. And that's a little bit of a longer list. Um, and these are all things that we are able to, characteristics that we can have. Um, loving, holy, good, just, jealous, merciful, sovereign from the standpoint of authority, that God is sovereign over all things and has unlimited um, authority, and we have limited authority. Um, omnipotent or powerful, though God is all-powerful, but yet we have limited power. Knowledgeable, God knows all things, or is omniscient, and we are limited in our knowledge. So we share that, not have it fully. Um, patient, faithful, and spirit. Okay, I'm going to um, spirit. Um, 
it's important to remember that God is spirit. It means first that God does not have a body. And when the body speaks, <clears throat> excuse me, speaks of God's face, hands, or any body language, it's, it is using comparison with our bodies that we can understand and relate to. It also means that God is the source of all life. Whereas God is spirit, humans have both a spirit and a body. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. So it's just we share the spirit part, but yet we have the body. So we are body and spirit, and God is spirit. So in the Tozer's Volume 1, the attributes that we're going to study are infinitude. And another thing that the names of, if you, the different lists of attributes, the names, some names are the same, some are a little bit different, some are different, probably mean the same thing. Um, but as far as what we're going to study in the book, it's infinitude immensity, goodness, justice, mercy, grace, omnipresence, eminence, holiness, and perfection. From that list, are there any of those that particularly intrigue you? And if so, why? Eminence. Uh, I will need to look in the book. Well, maybe... God is omnipresent, which means God is everywhere. God is also imminent, which means God penetrates everything. So you're intrigued by imminence. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. The infinitude was interesting to me. Um, just in, in how it's described and, and what it means, and it's like, how can you, it's hard to even wrap my head around what that means. And 
God's infinitude. And we'll talk. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else have one that, or two, or three? All right. How, <clears throat> how can we learn about God's attributes? Okay. Special and general revelation. What other ways? The word. Yep. Okay. Yes. We have an example in Jesus, um, a model of God's attributes, um, and this um, Hebrews one one through three says, "In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways." But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So... We can learn about God's attributes by studying his word, by studying Jesus. And I like that comparing that you mentioned, comparing ourselves and the differences between us and God. Um, we can learn who he is and and the fullness and the greatness of who he is um, relative to, to who we are. Um, and hopefully that helps us to understand how great God is. Um, back to the, those quotes that I read. Um, that first one, Christianity at any given time is strong or weak depending on her concept of God. And I insist upon this, that I've said it many times, that the basic trouble of the church today is her unworthy conception of God. So we don't, 
hopefully through learning about these attributes, our concept of God will, will be raised, um, our understanding of who he really is, um, how great our God is. Yes. Can I explain that? Well, no. <laughs> God does live in our heart. Um, those who have, whom he has chosen, and he's placed that, a, a desire in our heart to know him. Um, and fulfilling that desire of seeking him and learning about him, I mean, we can, we can know more about him. Some of these attributes have sound like very big, complicated words, um, but don't let that scare you. Um, we will learn about them, um, and I, I just I hope that as we go through this, um, our understanding of God will increase.
and I think we may not fully understand all of the attributes, um, but what we can learn about each individual attribute would increase our knowledge and see God in a, a bigger, more fuller picture. And I think someone said increase our worship of him. I think because we can't understand doesn't mean that we don't seek to understand. Um, and those things that we want to know or people we want to know, things we want to know about, um, we, we learn about them through studying them. Um, so hopefully, as we go through this, our desire to learn will increase um, next week we're going to do chapter one which is God's infinitude um, and infinitude I'll say this all that God is he is without bounds or limits and that is hard for us to understand it's hard for me to understand because we have bounds and we have limits, um, and we are constrained by those things. But God, as the creator of those things that we're constrained by, is not constrained by them. Um, any other questions or comments? Well, I will pray for us. Gracious God, thank you, um, Lord, for who you are. Thank you that um, you reveal yourself to us through your word and through Jesus. 
Lord, I thank you that um, we can study your word and, and study these attributes of you. Uh, Lord, Lord, the ones that, um, that only you possess, but also the ones that we share with you. I ask that you would use this study to, um, to deepen our desire for you, increase our understanding and knowledge of you. May we know you better. Um, lead us through this, Lord. Um, help us to um, make you a priority each day. Trusting you with all things. Uh, may you, Lord, be um, just honored and glorified in how we live each day. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.